0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to our weekly edition of the You Thought Sports Podcast. My name is Lucas, alongside the best hosts in the game, Bart, Wyatt, Aiden, and Jared. Before we get too deep into the show, let me remind you to subscribe on YouTube, on Apple Podcasts, on SoundCloud, and on Spotify. Today, we'll be talking about LeBron's 10th NBA Finals, the MLB playoffs, but we're going to get started in the SEC. So this past weekend, Mike Leach's Mississippi State uh, knocked off the reigning champions, LSU. And I'm here to claim today that I believe Mississippi <laughs> State is a dark horse contender to win the SEC this year. And I think I have a pretty compelling case. In their first game, KJ Costello, the quarterback from Mississippi State, set an SEC record for passing yards in a game with 623. And this was in Mike Leach's first game of that air raid offense. People like to talk about that SEC defense and how well can hold up, but I don't know if they're necessarily built for what Mike Leach is bringing to the table. And I think it's pretty obvious that when the reigning national champions play against a team, and then they lose and give up 623 yards of passing, that maybe they're not ready for it. I don't think they're by any means a favorite. I'm not going to go out and say that Mississippi State is going to win the SEC today, but I wouldn't be shocked. Their tough games are against Alabama, Georgia, and Auburn. Georgia and Auburn look, you know pretty mediocre in their opening games and alabama is the only one that really i think is a surefire loss for them they could sneak in maybe alabama <laughs> drops the game here or there and i can see mississippi with that state with that high-powered offense beating georgia beating auburn getting that spot on the sec west and maybe winning the championship again not saying it's likely. But I think it's possible. So <laughs> well, there's are a dark it's, horse. It's
1: possible for theoretically <laughs> anyone. Arkansas, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm going to say it's a strong possibility to the level where I'm willing to call them a dark horse. Plus, Mike Leach can recruit from a bigger talent pool at Mississippi State than he ever had at yeah. Texas Tech or at Wazoo. And think about it. He can look back on illustrious Mississippi State alums. Like Dak Prescott, Dak. and be like, "This is what you can become." <laughs> yeah. So, mm. I think they have a pretty compelling case <laughs> yeah, I think to win the really SEC. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not
2: convinced. Yeah,
3: yeah, well, I'm, yeah. I'm not convinced. yeah. I feel Sorry. like at this point, we—it's unclear whether that game was due to Mississippi State being good or LSU being bad. Now that like their entire team is gone, I mean, they had like 15 <laughs> players drafted last year, right? Like. How do you, how do you, yeah? Do you yeah replace I was going to that. say, LSU, re- hey. were,
2: they were supposed to return three starters on defense this year, I think. And two, of them <laughs> even two of them weren't even playing, including Derek Stingley, like the All American cornerback. So, of course, I mean, okay, maybe not of course, but it's not as surprising that Mississippi State was able to put up so many points and yards. That's that, I think, is the biggest knock against the superb week four performance from them.
0: I don't know, but I think LSU, they're considered an elite program. They can reload every year, or they should be able to reload every year. You don't see Alabama giving up 623 yards of the year they—they uh, <laughs> after fair. they win a national championship. I feel like LSU should be considered sort of in that echelon of team.
1: I mean, that's fair. I mean, I Alabama know. does give up a lot of yards when they played LSU last year, right? So, I mean, maybe it is saying that Mississippi State is... is I don't know a favorite. I, I would say they're a contender in the sense that they're in the SEC, and then after that, like they don't, <laughs> have, don't they have a to be They they have a brutal so schedule. Like anybody in the yeah. West is gonna just get absolutely pummeled. Like Texas A&M, Georg- Georgia, Auburn, and and Bama. Like those are super tough games. Texas A&M, we don't really. They could be terrible, but they're. I'm not QB, convinced Texas A&M is a tough <laughs> game. No, they're, they're I'm gonna QB, be honest. He fumbled three times in their first game, so I mean. If they can get rid of the turnovers, we don't really know how good Texas A&M is yet. Mm-hmm. Georgia and Bama is... I'm pretty much already put it, chalking up his losses, though, for them. I
0: don't mm. think Georgia was that impressive mm. this weekend. Either. Yeah, Georgia I, was but... down...
3: There was, a, there was a weird score at, like, yeah. halftime in the Georgia <laughs> yeah, seven, game. It was, five. like, 7-5. Five. Five, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, but, but like, yeah, they had, they like, covered. almost 100 a, yeah. a yards yeah. of penalties in the first half, apparently. So, And they Jeez. put up 22 points in the third quarter. I think it was... It was. It's a coronavirus year, guys. They, they were knocking <laughs> off the rust. They were knocking off the to rust in anything. the first half.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, But isn't it a good sign for Mississippi State that they don't seem to have any rust at this point? That they put up 623 <laughs> passing yards? I'm just going to keep repeating that number over and over <laughs> until I feel like it sticks to the line. I don't. Line I too. really don't <laughs> know Maybe L.C. just had yeah. too much
3: rust. Sorry. That's yeah,
2: true
3: yeah. As well. I, I really just don't understand how K.J. Costello and Mississippi State had enough time to put up... 623 passing yards while throwing two picks including a pick six he gave away a <laughs> oh yeah he gave away a fumble and almost another one that was ruled an incompletion on review like he had time to put up all those points and he definitely wasn't perfect you know yeah and I, yeah i mean again coronavirus season you can't expect him first game <laughs> to, be, to be perfect but i thought it was a weird like absurd high passing yards and that he wasn't like just absolutely on his game the entire time yeah
1: I don't think I, I just don't think Mike Leach coming into the SEC means the SEC is the Big Twelve and that everybody's going to be giving up forty points now. You know, I don't think like I don't think that's going to work against Bama or even Auburn. I don't think it. I don't think it'll work against them. We'll see. Before
0: yeah. Auburn won this weekend, I was going to throw their name into the ring for teams that are consistently, I feel like, overrated as well.
1: What? No. Yeah. they consistently yeah. they beat Bama like every other year. They're, okay, they're but then they, lo-
0: then they lose three games. You know,
1: because <laughs> <laughs> they have a tough schedule. Bama doesn't play anybody. That's why they're undefe- That's why they're one loss undefeated because they don't play anybody. Well, they've Bama they've never. They play Auburn. Yeah. Five of their next oh five of their of Bama's next six games are against ranked opponents, and Nick Saban apparently has never faced that daunting of a schedule where he's had to face five ranked opponents in six games. Apparently, he's never know? went he's never went like six games without facing an FCS team or an unranked non conference team, something like that. I, I feel like that's it.
3: probably yeah. So but they always get
1: they always get cupcakes. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah. Yeah? Okay. About I still think all birds yeah. overrated every yeah. year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I kind of went off on a tangent. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. My bet my bet to win the SEC, though, is Florida. Florida? They don't have to play Bama. The SEC East is weaker in general. It is. Their their yeah. SEC West opponents are LSU and Texas A&M, basically. So. Mm-hmm. And LSU just gave up a bunch of points where we know Florida can score points this year. So, yeah. Who knows? Their defense is not, not that great, yeah. though. Florida isn't. Lane Kiffin put up uh, a pretty good show against them, so. We'll, we'll hey, see. Yeah. Wait, I
0: mean, and Lane Kiffin is the poor man's Mike Leach. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah.
2: Yeah, I think I would probably still take Bama, but I think that's a
0: fair take. Yeah. Like that's again, boring. I don't think they're a, they're a favorite, but like I wouldn't be shocked if Mississippi State made a run this year.
1: I would be. i would be very shocked. Yeah, are in the SEC. Shocked, I'll be very shocked. Yeah. Yeah. Put your money where
0: your mouth is, Lucas. If you don't put money on it,
3: then I don't know. If, if <laughs> exactly. You're even really mm-hmm. Or at mm-hmm. least book it. Yeah. yeah. Or okay. Least... Yeah, book it. Because book something. Love, yeah. I'll press book... people to book it. Yeah. I'll book it.
0: Mississippi State finishes at least second in the SEC West this year. Ah. Okay. <laughs> that's
1: fair. No, that's fair. They have to beat Bama, LSU, Auburn. No, that's... they already well, beat LSU. They, they
3: don't. They don't need to beat Bama if they're going to finish second, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: okay, um, yeah, bam or auburn though <laughs> yeah so we'll see and texas A&M. anyway all right so I, I i was prepared to to take quite a bit of heat this week because of my gardner Minshew take obviously he had a pretty bad performance on thursday night football against the Dolph- <laughs> dolphins but i'm still sticking by my dark horse mvp that gardner Minshew's early week hype is still justified Okay, let's let's put this in context. Okay, he didn't have his best receiver in D.J. Chark Jr. He had no options to throw downfield. It was not his fault. He had to throw out of checkdowns every time because nobody could get open. And then and then when they did get open, like Chris Conley dropped like three balls that hit his hands. Wyatt could have scored a touchdown on this Jaguars defense. I definitely could have. Yeah. They made Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> look like it was Lamar Jackson. Like, come on. Gardner does <laughs> not Gardner Minshew's fault. He did. Yes, he did have an interception and fumble, but it was not. The, the, the hype is still justified. It was a short week. <laughs> Go ahead and attack me, whoever wants to.
2: No, I actually agree. Thanks, Bart. I actually agree. It, oh, yeah, cute. I don't think one bad game uh, breaks a quarterback. But, like, overall, his numbers are still good. That's the thing. Like, I mean, he's still got a 6-3 to touchdown interception ratio on the season. Mm-hmm. Solid. 73.8% completion percentage. Very good. Yep. Uh 260 yards a game is like decent, but also 7.2 yards per attempt is also in the upper echelon. So, like he's got no weapons, like you were saying he was without DJ Chark in this game too. I think his offensive line is garbage. Yeah. He, he's been sacked what I think is at 10 times mm-hmm. in the first three games or just tied for fourth most in the league. So, when your offensive line is weak and you have so few weapons and he, and he still manages to put up decent numbers? I'm I'm not like yeah, I'm not jumping off the ship per se after one bad game. If it happens like three more times (laughs) then maybe. But I think he's I think his floor is like actually pretty high and he just needs like a little bit more help on the offense. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: The question is should we take someone's word on, you know, QB ratings who thought, you know, Kirk Cousins was a top ten quarterback. Top eight. Top Not eight even
2: top eight. Top ten. The <laughs> whole twenty twenty Vikings season is is just a wash. Don't reference it. It doesn't matter to me anymore. You can't oh use it as support gosh. for anything.
1: It's gonna matter to you when they're starting when they're starting to fight for a wild card spot. I guarantee oh, you. Tank.
2: Tank for Trevor. Yeah, but yeah, that's a fair. For <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, Aiden, what are your thoughts?
3: Um, no, I no, I I, I honestly agree. I, I think I think Gardner is has shown improvement from last year in general, yeah. which is impressive. And it, yeah, his his offensive line is awful. Like the Jags, he, get, he gets rushed. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> the the Jags in general are awful. But um, to to Gardner's credit, last year he was thirty second out of thirty nine quarterbacks in terms of average time to throw which is not great when you have an awful offensive line. Thank and you. this year he's been fifth. So he's trying, you know, he's doing his best to compensate for the fact that he's getting no protection. Um, yeah, so but, but yeah, PFF I'm not jumping off.
2: At fourth and pressured drop rate, which means he's mm. he's really good at getting rid of it fast, even though he's pressured quickly. So yeah. it's like, what more can you ask for?
3: Yeah, I know. Like you're saying, yeah. yeah.
1: I got some Gardner Minshew fans now.
0: I just think that like <laughs> my one qualm here is like, I think it's going to be hard for him to ever like, be an upper echelon quarterback mm-hmm. playing on the Jaguars, like why he doesn't. He doesn't you have can't just say they're bad now. The ja- that they're be no, bad the Jaguars, no.
4: the Jaguars don't do Gardner Minshew or anybody on that team any favors at all. Like, the way that they've stripped That's them of the talent, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. the coach I guess can leave some to, to be desired. I know th- I think they have a new OC this year, um, but I agree that I don't know if he's mm-hmm. if he's just ever going to be regarded as even like a top eight quarterback in Bart's eyes you know (laughs) oh come on shoot yeah
0: I think like I think he could be like a Tannehill in the future where like I don't think on the Jaguars he's good but I think he could be put on a team that like is built well around him like Tannehill had with the Titans and I think he could turn into an efficient game manager quarterback there who can go off like when he's asked to and then like lead a winning playoff team but I think on the Jaguars like he just doesn't have the talent around him he needed no matter how talented he is like who's he supposed to rely, rely on like james robinson keelan cole like they don't have like elite help around him i feel like and so he's just sort of stunted by the fact that he's on an awful team and yeah, he can but... o- i don't know he can only do so much like the quarterback is the most important position but still at the end of the day he can only do so much
1: but i think the team sees though that they have a good asset and they're they're going to, they're going to want to to surround him with talent
2: yeah, but are they I mean, able to? Are they
1: yeah. able to? Does, does Wait, why? Why? why every every you team skills. wants to surround
4: their team with talent. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, <laughs> who who does it? Who? I mean, but unless no, you're the but Jets, you maybe they're not going to give, to give with up talent, on him. But
1: they're not going to give up on him, though.
4: I think if they have an opportunity to get a top pick like Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, they would definitely move on from him. Yeah, because I think there's a reason. He'll be really. Yeah, no, he could you There's why he was he was a six round pick? Like he was. I think he was a six round pick. He was definitely not yeah. a high a high end prospect. They're wrong. Like, they were wrong about yeah, him. He, I mean, so <laughs> Tom
0: Brady.
4: I agree <laughs> <on>. <laughs> I think
2: they would move on from him, but I don't think it's necessarily justified to is the thing. Yeah. Like I think they yeah. would for the like the reason of like getting their fan base excited and trying to just like sh- uh, usher in a new era, but I don't know that Minshew deserves to be moved on from
0: yet. Yeah, I think like yeah. a better pick would be to add weapons around him, like if they got a higher pick. but Or yeah. or someone I mean, moderately so competent on offense. I yeah, might yeah. add a receiver, but if they're yeah. in a
4: top three position to add a quarterback, there's no way that they don't no, take yeah, over Gardner Minshew.
3: You think they'd take Justin Fields over Gardner Minshew? I think if yeah. they have one, they I take think Trevor Justin Lawrence. Feels, I think they might, I,
4: but I don't think they're going to have one. I would so take Justin I, like, Fields over Trevor Lawrence, if, if, I'm, if I'm being honest. But that's whoa. a whole other discussion. I think Justin Justin Fields is is a great quarterback and he has a huge arm. I think I really like his talent. I think that he he'll be something Mr. Ohio state. But... Yeah, I think oh, yeah. he's good. Like, but... we're not talking about Notre Dame. I think well, yeah. Ian book
3: is on. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's my number Wait, one pick. Yeah. <laughs> this
1: is my question for Wyden and Lucas, if Gardner Minshew was on, it was on a team, say the bills this year. What do you think he would be as good as Josh Allen? Or do you think he's just bad?
0: No, I said. I said. I, I think, think he's, he's talented. Yeah, yeah, I said. I think he's I, talented. I just don't think he'll do anything on the jack.
4: Nobody did. Yeah, neither of us are calling are calling Gardner Minshew trash. But yeah, I, sure. think, I think. I think I said it a couple weeks ago. He just feels very Ryan Fitzpatricky to me, where he might not be able to be a consistent enough starter to win long football games or win a championship or anything like that. He, he'll probably have like, out of out of the couple of games, he'll probably have six like flash like really crazy games where he throws three touchdowns and three hundred yards. And then you'll have a, a handful of other games where he just maybe looks good, but isn't fantastic. And unfortunately for Gardner Minshew, he plays in a league of guys who uh, are named Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson. And I don't know if he's a upper echelon quarterback that could win them games like that.
0: He's in the same tier. You, know?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you can't debate
4: it. <laughs>
0: when we release our NFL quarterbacks tier list,
4: watch out. Exactly.
3: <laughs> yeah, I know, Exactly. <laughs>
4: All right. So LeBron James and the Lakers just uh, took down the Nuggets and they're now facing the Miami Heat. As of today, actually, as we're recording this, facing the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals. And LeBron James will be his 10th final. And to me, making his 10th final means absolutely nothing for LeBron's <laughs> legacy. Uh, you know, when you're a guy who's highly regarded as a top two guy, a lot of people eyes He's a number one guy. The 10th final isn't really going to do anything. The ninth final didn't mean anything. Um I'm even going to go further and to say that maybe his fourth ring, regardless of where you stand if he's number two or number one, means nothing as well. I think LeBron James has a really solid legacy. Um, I think a lot of people obviously respect him for his basketball game. Um, even third ring or fourth ring on a third team or you know, however you want to spin it, I don't think that this final necessarily means anything for him legacy-wise.
1: Why? Because of coronavirus or what? Yeah, it's a coronavirus year.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it's because it's just because he's already accomplished so much. He's won MVPs. He's been a defensive player. He's been on the all-NBA team. He already has rings. He has all the stats in in the top. You know, he's uh, gonna, probably going to be number one or number two in scoring. <clears throat> he's going to be really high on this. You know, he's he's passed a lot of people statistically. He's past Michael Jordan statistically. And uh, just making a 10th final even at 35 over the other nine, like, does this mean any more than any of the other finals that he's made eight or nine? How much does this really add onto his legacy? I think think it does actually that the the fact that go ahead, Lucas, I feel like a lot. I mean, I I
0: just have a little bit. I think one thing is that I think it adds to his legacy in the fact that he's doing it in so many different ways. Like he's consistently great no matter where he is. Um, So like, first off having to manage different coaching situations, like, Obviously, this is all in the context of, like, the GOAT debate with Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. um, Because I think that's the only person who's even comes close to him before. Like, Jordan had a remarkable amount of consistency in his entire playing career. He played for the same team. Not only that, he played for the same coach uh, for all the championships (laughs) in the same system with a pretty similar core of players for each of the two three-peats. The the two three-peats were different, but Mm -hmm. each of those had consistency. And Phil Jackson is an all-time great coach, whereas, you know... Vogel and Ty Lue are like not like I mean <laughs> they're they're I mean they're not they're like fine yeah. enough coaches like good enough obviously to lead them forward but I think the closest thing he ever had to a really excellent coach was Eric Spoelstra and even he isn't Phil Jackson mm-hmm. so I think like if you're comparing him to Jordan I think this just once again demonstrates like he can do it wherever he is whenever that's happening like I think you can maybe chalk up I wouldn't but people could chalk up like well the Miami Heat he formed a super team and like he didn't do it the Cleveland he was so motivated to like win one for his hometown and like come back and do it with the Lakers there's no no like chip on the shoulder thing or like extreme advantage that he has to play for but he's still going to that final so I don't know if the number 10 necessarily makes a huge difference although doing nine and ten years is ridiculous um as well and the only year not doing it he was injured um But I think the fact that this is now like the third team and the third system and the third coach and the third different set of players that he's doing it with, I think, adds to his legacy as well. Just something that wasn't there before.
1: Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't think it's the the tenth NBA Finals means anything because we don't we don't really count someone's greatness based on how many times they were they were the runner ups or the also ran, I guess. Um, But but with yeah with a third team, that's it's unparalleled in a way that. Michael Jordan the six with one team is also unparalleled I guess uh like it's nothing to sneeze at that if he gets three title or if he gets titles with three different teams where he was leading that team like that's especially considering where the Lakers were right before they got LeBron they were terrible right and even the first year they had him they were pretty bad I will say though that LeBron like it does kind of feel like LeBron just moves to like where he can get the most talent kind of thing you know what I mean? Like, where it's just not... Like Cleveland? I can see it. Well, they, they <laughs> had... Ky- are you kidding? They had Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. That's There's it's talent not... there. No, they traded you know?
0: Wiggins for Love, but, yeah.
1: Right. Fair. But but even, I don't know, I guess we
4: didn't know about Wiggins. Yeah, the yeah start star Andrew though. Wiggins, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I feel like Kyrie was still, like, pretty unproven when he went there as well.
4: <laughs> he was. They had a losing record every single year. Yeah. With Kyrie. Yeah,
0: like, yeah, I don't you think like Cleveland... me. That's, why they got,
4: that's why they got Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> yeah, I don't.
0: I feel like they didn't like he didn't go to Cleveland like, wow, I want to go to Cleveland because I can get the most talent here. Like that was
4: definitely. Yeah, he I don't, He wouldn't
1: win if he didn't think he could. No, win. But he was I coming home. It was whole, the whole story yeah, Coming yeah.
3: home. It definitely great. was a bit of a personal thing. Yeah.
1: No, yeah. I'm not saying that wasn't part of it, but he also, if he was like, if he was like, I I can't win anything here, he wouldn't go there. Well,
2: yeah, but I mean, can he you blame down. him for that after like the decade of sucking yeah. in Cleveland? I mean, he deserves to have the competent teammates around him because he is, like, clearly capable of leading your team to win it all if you just have decent talent yeah. around him. So, like, why why shouldn't he do that? I don't think that's a knock against him. I
4: right yeah, either. Okay. I agree. I yeah. think yeah. for LeBron James, a lot of guys, he's not looked at as, like, the fourth best player ever or, like, the fifth best player ever. And he can move a little bit farther up on la- that list because there's a lot of room... From a 3, 4, and 5, there's a lot of room on the guys you can move. But when you're 1 and 2, it doesn't really add much more to his legacy. I think that this no. year was an incredible year for LeBron James. I think that, especially at 35 years old, this year I feel like he really showcased his basketball skill more than a lot of the other years that he has. Just being a passer, playing the point, playing alongside Anthony Davis taking over games, his maturity, it's a coronavirus year, all the other stuff. I feel like if he won the MVP this year, it would have added more to his legacy than it does for him to make a 10th final.
3: I I don't think anything adds to his legacy at this point besides championships, because when people are looking back, they're not going to, like, at the moment, yes, it's very impressive that he got to a 10th NBA finals with a third team. 100% in this moment, I can say that's, like, impressive. But when people look back, it's just going to be the comparison of him with Jordan, and it's always just going to be the number of championships. So I really don't think in the grand scheme of things, this will mean anything unless he wins it, which obviously he has a very good chance of winning it, and that then it will mean something, so... Yeah,
2: I mean, if he becomes the first person ever right. to win three Finals MV- or yeah. Finals MVPs on three teams, that's huge. Yeah, that's on absurd. On the other side, yeah, though, yeah. if he loses, I think that's a huge strike against him. I mean, no, I favored. agree. I expect the Lakers no. to win if they lose. And that's like, yeah, I think right now in this moment, yeah. before the series is over, I would actually say that it does mean something just because the consistency and longevity, I think, have to count for something. But as soon yeah. as the series is over and we know what happens, it's going to either be a huge blemish yeah. or a, a huge positive. So Yeah, you're right. I, I yeah. guess we'll see.
3: Yeah. It's not like they're facing a, a Warriors or something, you know, like when he's with right, the yeah, and it could yeah. be kind of excused if he lost and not that, not to, you know, uh, blemish the heat or anything, but, uh, they definitely are the heavy favorite. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, moving on now to, uh, playoff baseball, which has started in the last two days and, uh, not gonna, not gonna name names, but some people's hot takes on, uh, who would do well and do poorly have, <laughs> already aged poorly uh, so <laughs> before I begin with my, my one remaining take I'm gonna I'm gonna start with uh my my original thought that I, I thought the Blue Jays would outperform expectations in the MLB playoffs so so everyone please yeah pile on about how how dumb that was after they have now <laughs> lost 2 nothing uh to the the one seed Tampa Bay Rays um yesterday's game was pretty close uh today today's game game two was a bit of a blowout um and, and and hurt my pride a little uh, but anyway mm-hmm. so yeah um I'll, I'll give 15 seconds or so for um, for dissing before we move on yeah stupidest thing i've ever heard yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> i do i had, like paragraphs worth of information about why you'd be wrong and now it just speaks for
3: itself right? <laughs> Fifteen and we are think. done. <laughs> <laughs> Cut off. <laughs> and anyway, to my to my remaining take that still doesn't look great. I think the Braves will underperform expectations in the MLB playoffs. Mm. Um, and uh, so far as as of this moment, they're they're up one nothing on the on the Reds. Uh, they they went to was it thirteen innings, fourteen innings today. 13, um, 13 yeah, thirteen uh, and and the Braves pulled it out in the end despite the Reds having. A lot of chances. Uh, but anyway, uh, the Braves have pretty high expectations coming in. They're, they're the two seed in the NL, um, mm. and there's, there's a good reason for it. You know, the Braves had one of the best offenses in baseball, one of the best bullpens in baseball. Um, however, I think that their lack of starting pitching will prevent them from having a, a deep playoff run. I mean, the Braves were 29th in the MLB in starting pitcher ERA, which is absurdly bad for a team that was that good um they obviously have max Fried and ian anderson two young guns who you know when healthy are, are pretty scary uh but after that it's pretty much nothing so while that's okay in a in a three-game wild card series is that's is that what we're calling this first round yeah. um uh, yeah. uh where you know you just need two good pitchers to get you through um in the division series, when it's a five-game series and there are no off days, uh, that's a, a new thing for, for this coronavirus year of MLB playoffs, there are no off days, you'll essentially need five different starters uh, to go in the division series, and that does not bode well for, mm-hmm. for the Braves at all. You can only lean so much on your bullpen. Um, and my other point is that their offensive numbers were like fantastic. They were you know top three in pretty much any offensive metric during the regular season. Uh, but I think that's kind of inflated by how meh the pitching of their opponents were because everyone was within their little, you know, divisional bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of team ERA, they faced one team who was in the, the top 10 in team ERA in the MLB. That's the Rays. Um, and more interestingly, 26 of their, thir- of their 60 games, so almost half, were against the Marlins, Nationals, and Red Sox, who were all bottom five in terms of team ERA. So I think <laughs> they have a good offense, um, but it, it looked pretty anemic today uh given the fact that it was it was a one nothing game in, in 13 innings uh they had i think three hits through through the first 12 or so um uh, and uh, i think the the reds are, are a stronger team in terms of pitching than anything they faced so far i think anyone who waits beyond here is a stronger team in terms of pitching than what they've faced so far so i think as good as i think their offense is still good uh but i, I think that it might have looked a little too good just because they were playing some kind of crappy opponents
2: yeah i i agree actually i mm. would have expected the the reds to be better like mm. i think pitching is probably their team's strongest asset yeah. it's it's a shame that they wasted uh i guess like a one run game mm. uh, yeah like that. i know because i mean I know. yeah pitching is so valuable in the, in the playoffs especially right and then yeah we knew their pitching rotation was excellent and now it's like i
3: know They just they just needed one run today. (laughs) (laughs) Trevor Trevor Bauer went like almost eight innings, was you know as absurdly good as one would expect, and the the offense couldn't come through for one run. So
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think it doesn't spell good things for them going forward. If like I don't know, if they faced the first or one of the first competent rotations they faced all year, and they couldn't score at all. So I I agree with you as well. I just don't think. I think their stats are inflated. I think like, when it comes down to it, like, if they face a great rotation. And it's not like the Reds even have the best rotation of anyone in the National League or the American League. Like, granted, it's only been one game for Trevor Bauer. It was not their, like, rotation. But, I mean, I think it's pretty telling that they couldn't score until the 13th inning. And they are supposedly have the top three offense in baseball.
4: Yeah,
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think in terms of other teams, I kind of feel like the Oakland A's – as always will underperform <laughs> expectations. They'll probably beat the White Sox in the first series, but when they get to the Astros, I don't, the Astros just have way more talent. The A's moneyball teams are never are not built to win series. You know, they're built to win over a large sample size. But I worry about them in like who you give the ball to, who you give the ball to and like go win me a game. I, I definitely worry about that with the A's in terms of their yeah. star power, but you yeah. know, I just, just like who do they have? I feel like I know. I know. You know. Yeah, where where okay. you can point to the Dodgers or um or the Astros and you can just name off especially with the Dodgers you can name like their entire starting roster basically is all studs but Yeah, yeah. but the
2: Astros were weak this season. I think the the A's are fortunate that the Astros managed to beat the Twins because I would have expected it to be mm-hmm. the other way. I think the Twins would have given them a, a, a tougher series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, now, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I could see the Astros getting hurt. Yeah. Right? I'm sorry the uh, a is getting through a second
3: series as well. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I know bet- from last year to this year was the largest drop off in, but like, it was a top five largest drop off in offensive production from the, the Astros of last year, the Astros of this year. And, oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> surprise, I mean, there were just, they were. I mean, they were twenty nine and thirty one, and you know, it's it's sad that yeah. fans weren't there to enjoy that, or opposing fans weren't there to enjoy that. But yeah. like their offense obviously was less good because um, Correa and Altuve, like a Bregman, like all their their big hitters were underperformed and they also lost gary cole and verlanders out so i'm not yeah. too worried about the astros the twins i so i I, re- I really thought the <laughs> twins would would just you know make that happen i mean the astros were probably the the weakest team in the at least regular season wise in the al to make the playoffs right um but yeah again they do still have some star power that maybe they were just waiting for um, the big moment the clippers um, but i just yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly you know they'll, they'll step up right uh, but <laughs> but but yeah i was i was really banking on the, the twins at least getting through um but otherwise yeah well we'll did see
0: you, yeah. Did you see what correa said today after they won the series he's like i know a lot of people are mad i know a lot of people don't want to see us here but what are they going to say now like the same thing, Carlos. Like you right, won no. two
3: games. Like yeah, you can say that if you win at all. Exactly. Uh.
0: But even Dude, so, like people funny. are still not happy to see them here. You know, like yeah. Yeah. you you, you yeah. winning didn't change that.
3: I know. I know. <laughs> oh God. So yeah. Either either the A's or the the White Sox have to step up and come yeah. to the people. That that's all I care about at this point.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, me too.
1: Um, I think I think in terms of World Series winners, I think this is the Dodgers' year, though.
3: It's it's so hard to pick against the Dodgers. Yeah, they're just I so like, I agree. Most I, runs yeah. scored,
1: second fewest runs allowed, only by four runs as, as well. i Apparently, they have the the best run differential, best run differential per game. Um, like they had like the fourth best ever, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So it was, they're it was pretty absurd. darn good
3: there there is no weakness there that i can and that's despite the fact that like bellinger didn't have a great season like max muncie who like last year was fantastic like did not have a great season so like i the team is just so deep and i just don't see them getting bad anytime soon and i I hope kershaw finally gets his gets his chip yeah all right
2: last but not least let's delve into some nfl discussion uh personally i have really liked what i've seen from the bills this season and i have liked it so much that i am willing to say that i see them reaching the afc championship this season i think that they will be better than the ravens better than the pats even better than anybody else not named the chiefs uh and it all hinges on josh allen josh allen has been superb this year uh he's got a 10 to 1 touchdown interception ratio plus a few, a few russian touchdowns granted he's had some fumble issues but let's not talk about that uh his completion <laughs> percentage is solid he's He's getting a ton of yards per game, obviously picking up Stefan Diggs this offseason helps their offense a ton. The one knock is that their defense seems to have really taken a step back, but I don't believe that it's a long term thing. I mean, listen, last year they were like, what, they were third in total yards, fourth in yards per play, second in percentage of scoring drives allowed. This season, they've been pretty bad, but I think it will return to the norm, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and over 16 games, I think their defense will be really good as well. So with a, finally a good offense and now a good defense, I like what the Bills are doing this year. I like them. I think, honestly, like the defenses of the Ravens, the Pats, and the Bills might be a wash. And then it's kind of like a coin flip between the quarterbacks almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think in the playoffs, honestly, I think Lamar Jackson deserves to be third amongst those. Uh mm-hmm. I just, like, he hasn't proven it yet. Uh, And, like, watching him against the Chiefs on Monday night was also pretty underwhelming. Uh, So then, I don't know. Like, Josh Allen and Cam are really similar quarterbacks, but I think this season is Josh's season. He's probably going to finish higher in the MVP running than any of them. So, uh, yeah, I I like what the Bills are doing.
1: Yeah, I like what they're doing, but I I feel like they haven't exactly been facing the greatest defenses. Like, Philadelphia's is actually, like – Pretty good, but they're just not—they're not really a great team. The Rams don't really have that great of a defense. Um, and then they played what? The other team was the uh, the Jets, right? Or the Dolphins? Who the, was
2: yeah, it? week one was the Jets. I think. Yeah. Right? yeah. Oh, oh yeah. sorry. I mentioned damn, I
1: mentioned damn, the Eagles. Yeah. They didn't play them. Sorry. Yeah. yeah uh, I'm. Yeah. I was thinking of the Rams. Uh, but they played the Dolphins, Jets, and Rams. That don't yeah. all really have that yeah. great of defenses. Yeah. That's um, um, I think Wait, I need oh, to see the them play. Good defense. No, they—they they just give up thirty-two points. No. Yeah.
4: Cool. Have a pretty good defense.
1: I Can mean, if it's go a good offense,
2: offense. Aaron then... Donald, yeah, yeah, <laughs>
4: Jay- Aaron oh, Donald and
1: Jalen yeah, 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 they're yeah. really going the okay. Anyway, anyway, they, um, I just, I did, do, I need to see them against like a team like the a complete team like the Patriots. And when you think of going to the AFC Championship, the teams I have to go through, like you said, Bart, like the Ravens, the Patriots, potentially. I just don't know if I see them getting through the through those teams to get to the championship or well, the Chiefs. Do Chief, you see even. the
2: Bills? Do you see the Bills winning the AFC East over the Pats? I guess <clears> this is the first question. Because I totally buy that. Yes.
1: I, I don't know, them, dude. The I buy Patriots, buy I don't I'm know not sure if I buy that. that. Yeah. Yeah, The Patriots are, are pretty good this year. Yeah, they are. No, I mean, I, but I, like, the I would be stunned.
2: But, yeah, but so are the Bills, right?
1: Yeah.
2: I don't know. Like, the yeah. Pats defense has also taken a step back, and the question is, will they also revert to the mean or no? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. That's true.
2: But I think last season, the Pats defense was so insanely good, it was like a... Yeah. Like, yeah just like weirdly unusual not really sustainable kind of thing so <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah yeah and when it comes to the the afc it's hard to like if we're talking about the afc championship like the chiefs are the obvious other team in it mm-hmm. so that second team like the ravens have looked pretty yeah against the chiefs they just and this has happened before they just don't look prepared for big games or for you know serious opponents and especially lamar jackson like he just hasn't proven that yet so it's hard to put them as, like, the second favorite in uh, the AFC. So, like, the the void has got to be filled by... I mean, you can make an argument for maybe, like, the Steelers, but I, I think Patriots and Bills are the first two teams that come to mind at the moment. And the Patriots are still a bit of a question mark for me with um, with Cam. Um, like, obviously, he's been impressive mm-hmm. so far, but, like, we're, we're only three games in. Like, it's, it's a new system and everything. We'll have to see how that plays out, but... It's hard for yeah. I, I think it's I think it's a fair take to say that the Bills are the second favorite in the East in the AFC at the moment, at least.
2: Yeah, give it a few more weeks and that take might look very, very uh lukewarm.
0: But
4: <laughs> they they do have a, a pretty tough schedule going forward. They play the Raiders this Sunday, which the Raiders I, are actually pretty yeah. decent. Mm-hmm. Um and then Finally. Titans, Chiefs, Jets, whatever. Patriots, Seahawks, Cardinals, Chargers, 49ers, like it goes on, Steelers. Those are their next six games, six or seven. Well, I think they the next eight games. They have a really tough schedule to, to kind of finish out the rest of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do agree with Bart. I think that that they're a good team. I think that they can definitely go far. And I, it, it, it's more of a question of can they win shootouts with teams like the Chiefs? Because if they run into the Chiefs at any mm-hmm. point during the playoffs, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's a mat- more of a matter of how far can Josh Allen really take them. I know I think Stefan Diggs was a great trade. It's mm. definitely paid off for them very well. Um Josh Allen has made a huge step forward mm. and of course he can get it done um with his legs, which he did last year. So can can they win a shootout? And they haven't really had to. Mm. They just did.
2: Yeah, the Rams yeah, game I think... was I mean, yeah, kind of. It like wasn't at first and then it became one.
3: Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were <laughs> they were up like twenty eight to three or something and then yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. But sure. yeah, I think I think
2: yeah, I think the offense is the more like reliable, reliable thing yeah. right now. So mm.
3: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They really yeah. You're you're right, Wyatt, Though that they have a like pretty brutal out of conference schedule. Like within their conference, they have some you know cupcakes and the Jets and kind of the Dolphins. Uh, but outside, they don't, there's, they don't play yeah. the Dolphins
4: again until yeah. the very last game of the year. Yeah, they play. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Cause Cause they've I mean, they have to go two through, games out of the way with those two yeah they get a few pats twice yeah. of course they have to play the cardinals which i think is going to be another one of a the shootouts. they have to yeah. play the chiefs mm-hmm. um you know it's going to be it's going to be really telling here in the next eight weeks or so outside of the jets game it's going to be really telling yeah yeah, yeah.
0: they were really very few layup games like even yeah. their only other one at like even after that tough eight game stretch they have the broncos who yeah. probably won't be great but then they have the Patriots, and then the Dolphins. So it's like the bulk of the rest of their schedule yeah. is against good opponents. Yeah. Drew
4: Lock could be backed by the Broncos game. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah we'll but good pick yeah. on the Dark Horse MVP. Uh, it yeah, good pick, And Josh yeah. probably a, the best a, one so a, far. A, <laughs> I don't know. I'm still holding Zay out for Garner. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good. You too.
3: He was burdened under the weight of Jared's expectations for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he definitely heard <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think after this, yeah, I, I think he's going to come back up. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Well, thank you for listening to the end. We really appreciate it. If you like this episode, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, on SoundCloud, and on YouTube. And you can follow us on Twitter at YouThoughtSport. Let us know what you thought of the show, and we really appreciate you listening. And we'll we'll uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks.